0: PART 4 OF CHAPTER 17 OF PILOT'S HANDBOOK This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Arthur Flavel PILOT'S HANDBOOK OF AERONAUTICAL KNOWLEDGE by the FAA PART 4 OF CHAPTER 17 AERONAUTICAL DECISION-MAKING PERCEIVE process perform 3p the perceive process perform 3p model for adm offers a simple practical and systematic approach that can be used during all phases of flight to use it the pilot will perceive the given set of circumstances for a flight process by evaluating their impact on flight safety perform by implementing the best course of action in the first step, the goal is to develop situational awareness by perceiving hazards, which are present events, objects, or circumstances that could contribute to an undesired future event. In this step, the pilot will systematically identify and list hazards associated with all aspects of the flight. Pilot, aircraft, environment, and external pressures. It is important to consider how individual hazards might combine. Consider, for example, the hazard that arises when a new instrument pilot with no experience in actual instrument conditions wants to make a cross-country flight to an airport with low ceilings in order to attend an important business meeting. In the second step, the goal is to process this information to determine whether the identified hazards constitute risk, which is defined as the future impact of a hazard that is not controlled or eliminated. The degree of risk posed by a given hazard can be measured in terms of exposure, number of people or resources affected, severity, extent of possible loss, and probability, the likelihood that a hazard will cause loss. If the hazard is low ceilings, for example, the level of risk depends on a number of other factors such as pilot training and experience, aircraft equipment and fuel capacity, and others. In a third step, the goal is to perform by taking action to eliminate hazards or mitigate risk, and then continuously evaluate the outcome of this action. With the example of low ceilings at destination, for instance, the pilot can perform good ADM by selecting a suitable alternate, knowing where to find good weather, and carrying sufficient fuel to reach it. This course of action would mitigate the risk. The pilot also has the option to eliminate it entirely by waiting for better weather. Once the pilot has completed the 3P decision process and selected a course of action, the process begins anew because now the set of circumstances brought about by the course of action requires analysis. The decision-making process is a continuous loop of perceiving, processing, and performing. With practice and consistent use, running through the 3P cycle can become a habit that is as smooth, continuous, and automatic as a well honed instrument scan. This basic set of practical risk management tools can be used to improve risk management. The 3P model has been expanded to include the Care and Team models, which offers pilots another way to assess and reduce risks associated with flying. Perceive, process, Perform with care and team. Most flight training activities take place in the time-critical time frame for risk management. Figures 17-8 and 17-9 combine the six steps of risk management into an easy-to-remember 3P model for practical risk management. Perceive, process, perform with the care and team models. Pilots can help perceive hazards by using the PAVE checklist, of pilot aircraft environment and external pressures they can process hazards by using the care checklist of consequences alternatives reality external factors finally pilots can perform risk management by using the team choice list of transfer eliminate accept or mitigate these concepts are relatively new in the general aviation training world but have been shown to be extraordinarily useful in lowering accident rates in the world of air carriers. Forming Good Safety Habits. While the 3P model is similar to other methods, there are two good reasons to use the 3P model. First, the 3P model gives pilots a structured, efficient, and systematic way to identify hazards, assess risk, and implement effective risk controls. Second, practicing risk management needs to be as automatic in general aviation flying as basic aircraft control. As is true for other flying skills, risk management thinking habits are best developed through repetition and consistent adherence to specific procedures. The OODA Loop. Colonel John Boyd, United States Air Force's retired, coined the term and developed the concept of the OODA Loop. Observation, Orientation, Decision, Action The ideas, words, and phrases contained in Boyd's briefings have penetrated not only the United States military services, but the business community and worldwide academia. The OODA loop is now used as a standard description of decision-making cycles. The loop is an interlaced decision model which provides immediate feedback through the decision-making process. For SRM purposes, an abbreviated version of the concept, refer to Figure 17-10, provides an easily understood tool for the pilot. The first node of the loop, observe, reflects the need for situational awareness. A pilot must be aware of those things around him or her that may impact the flight. Continuous monitoring of aircraft controls, weather, etc., provides a constant reference point by which the pilot knows his or her starting point on the loop, which permits the ability to immediately move to the next step. Orient, the second node of the loop, focuses the pilot's attention on one or more discrepancies in the flight. For example, there is a low oil pressure reading. The pilot is aware of this deviation and considers available options in view of potential hazards to continued flight the pilot then moves to the third node, decide, in which he or she makes a positive determination about a specific effect. That decision is made based on experience and knowledge of potential results, and to take that particular action will produce the desired result. The pilot then acts on that decision, making a physical input to cause the aircraft to react in the desired fashion. Once the loop has been completed, the pilot is once again in the observed position. The assessment of the resulting action is added to the previously perceived aspects of the flight to further define the flight's progress. The advantage of the OODA loop model is that it may be cumulative as well as having the potential of allowing for multiple progressions to occur at any given point in the flight. The DECIDE model. Using the acronym DECIDE, the six-step process DECIDE model is another continuous loop process that provides the pilot with a logical way of making decisions. Refer to Figure 17-11. DECIDE means to detect, estimate, choose a course of action, identify solutions, do the necessary actions, and evaluate the effects of the actions. First, consider a recent accident involving a Piper Apache, PA-23. The aircraft was substantially damaged during impact with terrain at a local airport in Alabama. The Certificated Airline Transport Pilot, ATP, received minor injuries, and the Certificated Private Pilot was not injured. The Private Pilot was receiving a checkride from the ATP, who was also a designated examiner, for a commercial pilot certificate with a multi-engine rating. After performing air work at altitude, they returned to the airport and the private pilot performed a single-engine approach to a full-stop landing. He then taxied back for takeoff, performed a short-field takeoff, and then joined the traffic pattern to return for another landing. During the approach for the second landing, the ATP simulated a right-engine failure by reducing power on the right engine to zero thrust. This caused the aircraft to yaw right. The procedure to identify the failed engine is a two-step process. First, bring power to maximum controllable on both engines. Because the left engine is the only engine delivering thrust, the yaw increases to the right, which necessitates application of additional left rudder. The failed engine is the sign that requires no rudder pressure, in this case, the right engine. Second, having identified the failed right engine, the procedure is to feather the right engine and adjust power to maintain descent angle to a landing. However, in this case, the pilot feathered the left engine because he assumed the engine failure was a left engine failure. During twin engine training, the left engine out is emphasized more than the right engine because the left engine on most light twins is the critical engine. This is due to multi-engine airplanes being subject to P-factor, as are single-engine airplanes. The descending propeller blade of each engine will produce greater thrust than the ascending blade when the airplane is operated under power and at positive angles of attack. The descending propeller blade of the right engine is also a greater distance from the center of gravity and therefore has a longer moment arm than the descending propeller blade of the left engine. As a result, failure of the left engine will result in the most asymmetrical thrust, adverse yaw, because the right engine will be providing the remaining thrust. Many twins are designed with a counter-rotating right engine. With this design, the degree of asymmetrical thrust is the same with either engine inoperative. Neither engine is more critical than the other. Since the pilot never executed the first step of identifying which engine failed, he feathered the left engine and set the right engine at zero thrust. This essentially restricted the aircraft to a controlled glide. Upon realizing that he was not going to make the runway, the pilot increased power to both engines, causing an enormous yaw to the left. The left propeller was feathered, whereupon the aircraft started to turn left. In desperation, the instructor closed both throttles, and the aircraft hit the ground and was substantially damaged. This case is interesting because it highlights two particular issues. First, Taking action without forethought can be just as dangerous as taking no action at all. In this case, the pilot's actions were incorrect. Yet, there was sufficient time to take the necessary steps to analyze the simulated emergency. The second and more subtle issue is that decisions made under pressure are sometimes executed based on limited experience and the actions taken may be incorrect, incomplete, or insufficient to handle the situation. Detect the problem. Problem detection is the first step in the decision-making process. It begins with recognizing a change occurred or an expected change did not occur. A problem is perceived first by the senses, and then it is distinguished through insight and experience. These same abilities, as well as an objective analysis of all available information, are used to determine the nature and severity of the problem. One critical error made during the decision-making process is incorrectly detecting the problem. In the example above, the change that occurred was a yaw. Estimate the need to react. In the engine-out example, the aircraft yawed right. The pilot was on final approach, and the problem warranted a prompt solution. In many cases, overreaction and fixation excludes a safe outcome. For example, what if the cabin door of a Mooney suddenly opened in flight while the aircraft climbed through 1,500 feet on a clear sunny day? The sudden opening would be alarming, but the perceived hazard the open door presents is quickly and effectively assessed as minor. In fact, the door's opening would not impact safe flight and could almost be disregarded. Most likely, a pilot would return to the airport to secure the door after landing. The pilot flying on a clear day faced with this minor problem may rank the open door as a low risk. What about the pilot on an IFR climb-out in IMC conditions with light intermittent turbulence in rain who is receiving an amended clearance from Air Traffic Control, ATC? The open cabin door now becomes a higher risk factor. The problem is not changed – but the perception of risk a pilot assigns it changes because of the multitude of ongoing tasks and the environment. Experience, discipline, awareness, and knowledge will influence how a pilot ranks a problem. CHOOSE A COURSE OF ACTION After the problem has been identified and its impact estimated, the pilot must determine the desirable outcome and choose a course of action. In the case of the multi-engine pilot given the simulated failed engine, the desired objective is to safely land the airplane. Identify Solutions The pilot formulates a plan that will take him or her to the objective. Sometimes there may be only one course of action available. In the case of the engine failure, already at 500 feet or below, the pilot solves the problem by identifying one or more solutions that lead to a successful outcome. It is important for the pilot not to become fixated on the process to the exclusion of making a decision. Do the necessary actions. Once pathways to resolution are identified, the pilot selects the most suitable one for the situation. The multi-engine pilot, given the simulated failed engine, must now safely land the aircraft evaluate the effect of the action. Finally, after implementing a solution, evaluate the decision to see if it was correct. If the action taken does not provide the desired results, the process may have to be repeated. End of Part 4 of Chapter 17